get the load I'm hauling Hard work, I hit it harder Ain't nothing new for a backwoods farmer Sun up to sundown Backing up traffic all the way to town Camo hat and a farmer's tan Welcome to Fast Line Fast Track, presented by Fast Line Media Group, your innovative consumer resource and marketing partner of choice for the evolving agricultural community. Now, here's your host, Brent Adams. Well, welcome to the final episode of Fast Line Fast Track of the year and of the decade. Can you believe it? We're awful glad you're here. This is the second of the two-part series from the Nebraska Power Farming Show in Lincoln, Nebraska. On this episode, we'll hear from representatives of the Nebraska Hemp Industries Association, trailer manufacturers Tempty and Side Dumper, Rouse Rakes, A1 Mist Sprayers, L&D Ag Service, and Norwood Sales. We'll also take you to the legendary Ernest Tug Record Shop in Nashville for music from rising country star Rusty Williams. You won't want to miss a moment of it. Let's go. Well, first up this week, the Nebraska Power Farming Show was held December 10th through the 12th at the Lancaster Event Center in Lincoln, Nebraska. We had the chance to speak with many of the show's exhibitors and are pleased to share some of those conversations with you. First up this week, we're talking hemp, which seems to be a hot topic everywhere we go across the United States, and Nebraska is no exception. Back on Fast Line Fast Track from the Nebraska Power Farming Show in Lincoln, I'm with Chad Fry now, who's the CEO of the Nebraska Hemp Industries Association. Chad, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank I mean, you. we come to a lot of these shows and you can't go a hundred yards without somebody talking about hemp or hearing hemp coming from somewhere. And I, I'm just kind of walking down the aisle here at, at all these booths and I've seen no greater crowd at any booth in the second largest indoor ag show in America than the crowd around the Nebraska Hemp Industries Association booth. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen uh, a big traffic flow here in, in day one. Now being in day two, it's it's exacerbated a little bit, and we're glad to be educating the people that come through. What are some of the common questions you're getting asked? Other than is that pot, uh, <laughs> we get a lot of questions about internally, how do you grow it? You know, where do I get my seed? How do I grow this? Where should I grow this? You know, how many acres do I start on all the way down to, okay, now I've grown this and I know how to grow because I'm a farmer. Now, how do I get rid of it? And that's big because we go to a lot of these shows and, and a lot of farmers are looking for ways to diversify, to be able to supplement a corn crop or a soybean crop. And they hear that this might be the answer, but you can't put the car before the horse. Absolutely. And, and that's what a lot of people did in 2019. Uh, you know, the 2018 Farm Bill rolled out in, in December of, of 2018, so we had a, a federal legal a c- compliant product that was off the CSA list now, and, and a lot of people are interested. They saw a lot of people growing, and they saw a lot of people making money in 2017, 18, and, and with that comes interest. And, and what we are trying to do is make sure that that interest doesn't get saturated. We want to make sure that people have the right means to move their product and to grow their product. We saw a lot of people fail this year, and we want to prevent that here in the, in the Midwest and especially here in Nebraska. And we talked a lot about that on the show uh, in the summertime when we w- attended a, a town hall meeting with U.S. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, where we heard from growers, we heard from wholesalers, processors, and uh, retailers. And there's a lot of issues still to be resolved in uh, the areas of, of banking and finance, of uh, you know regulatory issues between the FDA, um, Treasury, so many other departments from what you're seeing where do things stand as far as everybody getting in lockstep and how much more still needs to be done before you you, you know this industry can really be on par with, with some of the other commodities 
Absolutely. So where, where we currently are, are is in a place of kind of volatility right now. And like you said, the FDA just ruled out another 15 warning letters and they, they classified CBD specifically as not a dietary supplement. You know, we, we obviously are pushing back against that. When it comes to USDA and regulatory compliance and with the interim final rule that was just rolled out, the comment period has seen a lot of interest and a lot of farmers and a lot of producers are commenting because there are some things in the interim final rule that needs to change, such as testing days. You, you can't have testing in 15-day harvest windows. You have to have, you know, the DEA has no rule on this side and, and right now giving the authority back to that. There are many jobs that are local here with this type of application. The economics work when you put the economics to work for each individual state. Uh, when we look at that compliance, it's, you know, we have a system. You have to get licensed. You have to pay for a licensing fee. You have to GPS coordinate on exactly what your plot looks like. So there are really great data points to where we can scale this industry quickly and smart. Well, make sure you guys check them out. If they want to know more about the Nebraska Hemp Industries Association, where can they go to learn more? Yeah, you can go to nehia.org. Uh, we have a lot of programs out there for farmers and interested parties and a lot of really great educational material for people who are interested interested here in the state and in the Midwest and, frankly, throughout the country. Well, interest in this is only going to grow here, and I imagine it's going to be a huge talk of 2020. I understand that at the upcoming World Ag Expo, they're going to have a whole big pavilion dedicated to hemp. It's just going to continue to grow, so we'll stay on top of it here, and we'd love to check back in with you here at a later date to see how things are progressing. But, Chad, we appreciate you taking the time to join us on Fast Line Fast Track. It was my pleasure. I look forward to it in the future. Next up, a good trailer is worth its weight in gold. And while at the show, we were able to catch up with a couple trailer manufacturers. First, we'll hear from Wade Samick with Timpty, and then we'll touch base with William Polensky with Side Dumper. So back on Fast Line Fast Track, I'm here with Wade Samick, who is a branch sales representative with Timpty. You've seen their trailers running up and down uh, the roads here across the United States. They're based out of David City, Nebraska. And uh, Wade, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Thanks for having me. So this is a company that has a rich history going all the way back to 1884, but yet you don't rest on your laurels. Uh, innovation is a huge part of what you do. Right. Yeah, it is. We're always uh, looking for new ways to make our trailers better than what they already are, um, trying to enter new markets. Um, you know, we're building some new trailers for the frac sand industry, um, you know, getting into our tenders for fertilizer and uh um, you know, always making our products better. So tell us about the tenders for, for fertilizer. I know you've got some new uh, innovations there. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's kind of a dual purpose, so you can use it as, a, a like I said, a fertilizer tender or a bean tender, um, but you can also take that conveyor off and use it as a regular hopper, um, you know, transporting grain and um, soybeans, corn, everything to the elevator. And what are some of the other hot sellers right now? Um, just our standard ag hoppers um, for the farm industry. So um, biggest thing now that we've got is uh, our Made in America emblem uh, on our new 2020 models. Um, so huge thing. You got to, you know, kind of apply for that through the government and meet a lot of stipulations to make sure you can put that on your product. And we're uh, one of the only grain trailer companies that's able to put that on our trailer. So. And when that's on there, that means something. It does. You know, you get to, uh, you know, you know that you're buying a product that's manufactured in the U.S. And uh, a lot of the components that go into building that is also made in the U.S. So keeping those jobs here in the States and, uh, you know, giving back to the U.S. So. Yeah. And what's new with uh, with Timpty in Nebraska? I understand you've got some, some stuff going on there. We do, yeah. So we've got a, a new parts sales and service center, customer support center, up and running since February uh, of 2019 there in David City. 
um, just northeast of the factory there. So um, really good for guys here in the Midwestern Nebraska to have that outlet for, like I said, parts, sales, and service. So, And what's on the horizon for you for 2020? Well, we're going to be opening our new corporate headquarters there in David City. So uh, it's going to have a full showcase of all of our product offerings, um, a few different displays of what goes into the manufacturing of our Timpty trailers. So that's going to be open all day to the public. No need for an appointment. Uh, just stop in, kind of see uh, what goes into the build of our trailers and what's uh, new and innovative and on the way. What has it looked like on the sales front for 19? What are you guys seeing? Uh, it's been very, very good, for, uh, especially for Nebraska area. Uh, we've seen a little bit of an uptick since last year, and we expect that to continue into uh, 2020. Uh -huh. Anything that you can attribute that to? Well, I, I don't. Um, I think it was a pretty good... Um, Pretty good conditions for the farmers this year here in uh, you know central Nebraska. Um, you know maybe not as much lucky out as you get more eastern towards Illinois and Indiana, but a um, little bit of a wet spring. But uh, everything kind of came around. I think the farmers have been happy with what they've seen from uh, yields uh, harvest this year. And why might now be a good time for folks to be considering a new trailer purchase? Well, we are uh, wrapping up our 2020 model. We'll switch over in uh, mid-February to our 21 model. So, um, you know, offering some things there for our model year-end clearance. Well, make sure you go check them out at Tempty.com. Uh, they, they've got uh, a great website that really breaks down their product lineup and uh, gets into some of the specifics to answer all the questions that you might have. But, uh, Wade, we appreciate you taking the time to join us on Fast Line Fast Track. You bet. Thanks for having me. Now I'm here with William Polinski, who is with Side Dumper out of Columbus, Nebraska. And uh, William, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Thank you. Good to be here. So we're standing in front of a really sleek, shiny black dump trailer here that is, is revolutionary, man. Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, this is our 24-foot uh, ag trailer. We call it the SDR 23149. Uh, it stands for a 31-foot frame with a 24-foot tub, uh, tandem axle, walking beam, independent suspension. Uh, we also have the new design tongue that uh, allows the tractor to swivel without the three-point hitch uh, hitting. And then we also created the 360 swivel hitch. So got some new features on it, and we're uh, highlighting that here at the show today. And what sets this trailer apart from some of the belly dump or end dump trailers that are out there on the market? So the nice thing about this, this is uh, off-road. Uh, it's a tractor uh, implement connected. So uh, this is actually for more like uh, farm use or, uh, you know, construction companies that are using uh, tractors versus using uh, trucks. Sometimes the conditions are a little bit muddy that uh, they can't use uh, semis. So this is a good implement that they can use and continue to work while, uh, while the conditions aren't right. So for the folks who are unfamiliar, tell us a bit about Side Dumper, its, its story, its history. Yeah, Side Dumper uh, started in 2000, uh, Plainview, Nebraska, a uh, small company. Uh, what sets us apart is, uh, you know, we are uh, a single cylinder trailer versus our competitions that uh, a lot of them you'll use dual cylinders on the side. Um, in 2010, the company was purchased by uh, Knee Warners, uh, four brothers, uh, really utilized the trailers and have innovated and grew the company to what it is today. Um, our main focus right now is to expand we have 350,000 square foot facility, and uh, we're looking uh, looking for dealers uh, to sign up. Uh, pretty much, we cover everything from Nebraska down to Texas West, and we're really focusing on uh, moving towards the east. So, uh, really looking for for dealers to to take that uh, that next level of innovation and uh, and the new industry of tr uh, side dumps and dumping 
market is uh, is definitely in the side dumps. Why is now the time to be looking for trailers? Um, the biggest part uh, now, I think, for, for looking for trailers is one, I think, uh, you know, there's been a lot of conditions in, in the United States where the dumping market is, is trying to find a, a faster way, a more unique way to, to get the job done. Um, our trailers have a 17-second dump cycle, so you can pretty much load up get the same uh, amount of load that uh, an end dump or a belly dump will, will allow for capacity. And then when you get to get to your job site, it gives you a 17 second dump cycle. So you pretty much dump in nine seconds, you can dump on the go, get back to where you need to get reloaded and then uh, back on again, so. That's efficiency. Absolutely, guys love it, and uh, I love watching them work. So, folks want to know more about it. Where can they go to learn more about Side Dumper? Yeah, so we just uh, renovated our website. You can go to www.sidumpr.com, or they can give us a call at 402-564-1400 and ask for William Plensky or uh, Bill Mahoney, and uh, we'll be able to get you to uh, a dealer in your area. And uh, if there's not one in your area, if there's something that you can recommend that uh, has great customer service, great support, uh, then we definitely want to look for for those type of dealers. Well, again, go check them out, SideDumper, D-U-M-P-R.com. Don't put the E in there. You won't get there. SideDumper.com. And, William, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Fastline Fast Track. Awesome, guys. I appreciate the time. Well, pest control on the farm is a hot topic. And while at the show, we were able to discuss the merits of mist sprayers with Steve Nelson, the general manager of Ponca, nebraska Bay. A1 mist sprayers. Back at the Nebraska Power Farming Show here, I'm with A1 mist sprayers general manager Steve Nelson. They're based out of Ponca, Nebraska. And Steve, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Well, thank you and thank you for stopping. And there are so many exhibitors here at this show, over 700 of them. But uh, uh, Steve tells me that he has the distinction of being the only one that's out there building a sprayer that is uh, uh, concentrating on getting rid of mosquitoes, flies, uh, and and, uh, other pests here. Pastor and brush spraying. Pastor and brush spraying. So, uh, you know, they they tell you it's ideal for spraying insecticides, herbicides, fungicides, and other pest control solutions. And uh, tell us about the, uh, the big beginnings of this business, if you could. Well, I started the business many years ago uh, out of my barn. So, and anyway, just progressed. But we work with MWI Animal Health. We're endorsed by them for fly control. University of Nebraska, Dave Boxler. Our specialty is fly control for the livestock industry. And we're the only ones in North America. Our other specialty is mosquito control. We specialize in pasture and brush spraying, too, with mist sprayers. And we're the only company out there that gives you recipes for fly control, mosquito control, and pasture and brush spraying. So I was blessed doing that. I owned the company for 42 years. We are now a division of Valley Industries out of uh, Painesville, Minnesota. And uh, they own the company now. And uh, in the United States, and including Canada, we're the only company that specializes in mosquito control with mist sprayers, fly control with mist sprayers, pasture and brush spraying. So what have you learned about pest control over the years that you've taken to uh, refine uh, the sprayers that you have? Well, pest control is kind of a, uh, they don't teach pest control at universities, all right? Fly control started with the University of Nebraska. So we were fortunate to be a Nebraska-based company. Started with Dr. Jack Campbell, and his protege now is uh, Dave Boxler. And we still work with him. 
And flies are, are, are such a kind of a super creature. It doesn't take long for them to build up an immunity. See, so the, the true secret to fly control people is pick out, we want you to pick out a natural pyrethrin, a synthetic pyrethrin, and then we want you to switch to mild organophosphate. And within the next one or two years, there will not be any, any more organophosphate on the market, all right? And for mosquito control, we basically work through ADAPCO out of Florida. Uh, there are mosquito people, and they have exclusive rights there. And then for pasture and brush spraying, we, we do it direct because um, I farm and ranch too, so uh, we just have our ducks on the road. So what are the common questions that you're asked by farmers and ranchers who are considering uh, purchasing mist sprayers? What product do you use for fly control? How many acres can you spray? Here's an, an example. If you got a 60-gallon mist sprayer, that 60-gallon mist sprayer will spray an average of between 40 and 50 acres. So a mist sprayer is 60% more efficient cost-wise than a boom sprayer, 30% more efficient than an airplane. And the reason for that is with a mist sprayer, you can go places, do things. You can spray up underneath trees. There's nothing else in the world that'll do that. You can spray up a hill or down a hill. You can spray across the creek. You know, you got to use common sense doing everything. And today, everybody is so technical. Uh, and this is kind of a, a mist sprayer is more art than science. So, and... Beans, we've been in business for over 40 years. We've been blessed. We've been at the farm show here since it started, and we do every major farm show in the U.S. So, And most of these are, are being uh, transported by an RTV or a pickup truck or so forth? Well, today engine units are, are more popular than three points to go on the back of a tractor because people have so much real estate today. You know, here in the state of Nebraska and South Dakota and stuff, you know, the average guy is probably farming seven to ten thousand acres you know and if he's a livestock guy which is our specialty you know he's got pastures maybe a hundred miles away you know or 25 miles away so they'll put them in a utv and go spray and then drive back and but you know you can use that same unit for spraying livestock as you can for pasture you can spray trees with a mess sprayer name something else that'll spray a hundred feet in the air there is nothing so well, so make sure you go check them out, www.mistsprayers.com. Again, that's mistsprayers.com. And, Steve, we appreciate you taking the time to join us on Fastline Fast Track. Well, Fastline, when I owned the business, was my number one advertiser, and I always thought they'd done the best job for me. Well, we sure appreciate that. And uh, so make sure you go check us out as well, fastline.com. Check that out. But uh, go check these guys out, mistsprayers.com. And Steve Nelson with A1 Mist Sprayers. Next up, heavy-duty rakes are one of the most heavily used pieces of equipment on many farms. And one of the best in the business of building reliable, long-lasting rakes is Rouse Rakes. The company celebrated a milestone anniversary this year, and it was a pleasure hearing about the latest from Randy Warden. Back on Fast Line Fast Track at the Nebraska Power Farming Show, here with Randy Warden, who's the president of Rouse. They make uh, some great rakes. We're standing around here with some of them here. They are celebrating their 60th anniversary this year. 
here uh, as we close out uh, uh, 2019. And uh, Randy, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming and talking to us. Um, yeah, we've been in it for 60 years now. So uh, we make a line of hay rakes. Uh, we make sickle bar mowers, which you sell into the Dakotas a lot, uh, dirt scrapers and double bale haulers. So that's some of our line that we do. Uh, we make one of the largest hay rakes in the nation. Uh, we make a rake that rakes 47 feet. So, and it's a multi-purpose rake. It'll rake about six different crops. And the framework is probably one of the heaviest around. And like some of the stuff we've seen here, the great thing about it is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Yep. Our grandfather started the factory uh, right out in the sand hills. He built the first uh, dump rake, which is another product we don't sell a lot of anymore, but uh, we sell them more into California now. But yeah, with the factory's right on on the ranch yet and uh, built his first rake and then really wasn't going into manufacturing, so to speak. He kind of built it for himself and just kind of continued from there. Now I've got a cousin, Rod Rouse, and his boy, and my boy, um, their fourth generation. And then I've got an Uncle Dan that's designed a lot of the equipment. And so Rod and I are kind of running the two plants now. For the time, you said you've been around there about 30 years. For the time that you've been there, how have you seen that technology evolve? Uh, going bigger, going bigger and heavier. In fact, we've got guys that want to make our biggest rake bigger yet. But, uh, yeah, just trying to stay with the times on uh, for what they want. And would you say that's been the key to your longevity here, being around 60 years? Yes, it is, and trying to keep up with what they want and building it heavy enough to for longer lasting is what they want. So what's on the horizon for 2020 and beyond? Well, we're uh, looking at a different style of mower. Uh, it's about the only thing we got going on right now. With what we build right now, it, it keeps us busy year-round. So make sure you go check them out, rouserakes.com. That's R-O-W-S-E rakes.com. And, Randy, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join us, and thank you guys for being a great Fastline customer. You guys have been with us a long time. Yes, we have. You guys do tremendous advertising for us, so you're one of our main advertisers. Well, thank you much, and you're welcome to uh, come on anytime and talk about the latest and greatest here with, with Rouse Rakes. You bet. Well, now is the time of year when many farmers are assessing their liquid fertilizer planter kits for the upcoming growing season, and it's when the folks at L&D Ag Service in Heartland, Minnesota, start gearing up for the rush. We spoke with L&D's Shane Drent to find out more. Shane, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Thank you. So tell us a bit about what you got going on here. You guys specialize in complete liquid fertilizer uh, equipment and uh, a bunch of other products here that, uh, uh, that folks need to get their hands on. Tell us about them. Yeah, well, uh, we've been doing this uh, quite a while. Uh, we specialize in complete fertilizer systems, like you said, for planter applications, uh, sprayer applications. We can provide, you know, fill in the blanks for different components you need, or we can provide you from front to back a uh, complete system. So uh, I've been doing this uh, like uh, about 35, 40 years now. Yeah, so we got a pretty good following around the area, and uh, so that's why obviously we're here and uh, just trying to uh, educate and talk to people and see if we can meet their needs. And tell us about some of the product lines that you offer. Uh, well, we offer, like I said, complete systems for planters, for liquid fertilizer, uh, sprayers, uh, different applications for that. Uh, and then uh, we also get into uh, guidance and steering. Um, and then we do have a new product line that just came out recently, two, two three years ago. Uh, it's a L&D land skid. Mm -hmm. 
So what, basically what that do, does is a farmer's got a semi-tractor trailer that he's not using between harvest and planting. And uh, we come up with this idea of, of uh, it being a skid where you can back in your tractor trailer and uh, be, make it a kind of a tender mm-hmm. with a tank and a pump. And uh, that way you provide your, uh, your hired hand with uh, liquid liquid to refill and I know you work with our uh, friends with John Blue and you work with Yetter who are some of the other manufacturers that you represent uh yeah Yetter is a big one for us John Blue um all the all the major uh guys out there uh Banjo um Corporation you know Trimble Ag Leader all the uh, major guys Hypro Yield 360. And so if folks are needing any of this that they're hearing about, uh, where can they go to check you guys out? LND-ag.com. Um, obviously, you can uh, find us there. we got a full website with uh, uh, step-by-step uh, instructions, uh, pictures, um, contact information, or you can call us direct phone, obviously, um, or email. So. And what this guy wants you to know is uh, we're just getting into the winter season, so don't wait until the end of February to uh, to start placing orders and uh, asking questions. Now's the time to start thinking about this stuff. Even if you're not ready to put the money down yet, just go ahead and uh, start doing your planting uh, preparations now. That's that's correct. That's a good that's a good uh, point you bring up. Uh, let's not wait till the end uh, uh, of winter before you start thinking about some of these things. Uh, we can definitely uh, we're taking orders now. Uh, we're we're uh, planners are coming and going throughout the shop as we speak. And uh, so yeah, it's uh, get your questions and uh, any concerns that you have. Uh, get them out there ahead of time so we can possibly uh, provide you any assistance or help on your planting needs. Well, Plant 2020 is just around the corner, so if you're in the market, uh, make sure you go check out L&D Ag Service. And Shane, thank you for taking the time to join us on Fast Line Fast Track. Thank you. I appreciate it. And finally this week, before wrapping up our time in Nebraska, we checked in with Ed Burns with Norwood Sales. The company specializes in portable belt conveyors, grain cleaners, vertical tillage tools, planters, tenders, flat storage grain handling equipment, and manure spreaders. Back on Fast Line Fast Track from the Nebraska Power Farming Show in Lincoln, and I'm here with Ed Burns, who is with Norwood Sales Incorporated. They're out of Union, Nebraska, and Ed, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Thank you. So they have got a lot of great products here in their booth, and uh, one of the cool things about them, everything that they're selling they're building right here in the good old U.S. of A. That's correct. Our big manufacturing facility is in Horace, North Dakota, which is just south of Fargo. And all, all the items are manufactured there, painted and so on. And then we have two other locations. Uh, for example, our store in Union, Nebraska, just 30 miles east of Lincoln, is where we assemble all of our belt conveyors there then. And you've got a pretty wide array of products. Tell us a bit about what, what all you manufacture. Yeah, we got uh, the quick belt belt conveyors. We manufacture the Bunning uh, manure spreaders for all of North America, U.S. and Canada. We have uh, quick clean grain cleaners. We manufacture uh, a uh, semi-mounted stainless steel fertilizer tender, a uh, uh, quick pound post pounder, and a quick till high speed compact high speed disc tillage tool. So, folks want to know more about these, uh, they can go to norwoodsales.com. Again, that's norwoodsales.com. And uh, they sell across the United States, and uh, they, they'd love for you to come and check them out. Uh, what's new on the horizon here uh, as we get into 2020? 
Well, we're constantly improving our products, uh, getting bigger and so on. The, the uh, Post Pounder is the newest one we just finished. And what are some of the other hot sellers for the company? Our quick belt belt conveyors are uh, have just gone over very, very, very well. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're far behind in building them, so we can't build them as fast as they're going. It's a good problem to have. Yes, it is. Yep, yep. We have some of the highest capacities on, in the industry on belt conveyors. Well, again, make sure you go check them out, norwoodsales.com. And we've been speaking with Ed Burns, who's the regional sales manager for, for Norwood. And Ed, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And now we take you to the legendary Ernest Tubb Record Shop in Nashville for the music of Georgia native Rusty Williams. The singer, songwriter, and producer grew up on a cattle farm, and the lessons he learned there have helped shape his music career. I know you're going to be hearing a lot more from him in 2020. I'm back on Fast Line Fast Track at the Ernest Tubb Record Shop 417 Broadway way in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, the legendary original home of the Midnight Jamboree. And that's my honor and privilege to bring in Rusty Williams, a great uh, emerging artist. Rusty, welcome into Fast Line Fast Track. Thanks, Brent. And uh, he uh, is one that uh, really caught my attention because he, uh, out of South Georgia, where we have a huge following, we were just down there not too terribly long ago for the Sunbelt Ag Expo and uh, got to meet so many great people there and found out uh, how passionate they were, A, about farm and be about traditional country music and this guy here checks off all the boxes and he's got a, a farming background and uh, it plays just incredible uh, real true traditional country music uh, tell us about the farming background first of all well i actually i grew up on a 200 acre cattle farm in uh-huh. uh, south georgia outside the small town called mccray that still to this day when i'm in nashville nobody knows where mccray is but uh, we're about uh, two and a half hours south of Atlanta, I believe. And, um, yeah, my, my great-grandfather, he had the cattle farm and uh, did that through the years. It's a cotton farm now. You walk outside of our house back home, and there's a cotton. If they hadn't picked it yet, it's getting really, really close. But uh, So, yeah, I grew up there, and uh, my grandfather on my mother's side, he was a uh, watermelon farmer. So I got it, uh, got it from both sides. So. Uh, what, what did uh, spending time on the farm teach you that you've taken with you to Nashville, Tennessee? You know, man, I, I always I look back, and even when I go home, I'm really thankful that God really stuck me out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. on that farm. And th- there were many times growing up that I was like, God, I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah. But now being up here and spending some time in Nashville, you know, you just can't wait to get back. But the thing was is it was quiet, and uh, I think uh, I'm thankful for my raisins, you know. It's sure. just my my people were good people. They uh, went to church, and they raised me up in church and taught me a, a, a good path, and that's paying off now in the big city of Nashville and for sure. You get to use that as a platform today. Exactly. I love that. Uh, tell me about uh, when music came into your life. Well, I was influenced early on riding around in my daddy's 89 stepside Chevrolet with him. He was a big country fan, so... Uh, I think the the first song that I learned start to finish was uh, the Watermelon Crawl. There you go, with, Tracy uh, Bird, <laughs> with him. And uh, then on the other side, my mom, she was a Southern rock kind of fan. So uh-huh. the uh, the first song that I remember ever singing start to finish with her listening to the radio was actually, believe it or not, Hotel California there by the Eagles. So so the Eagles and uh, and Bob Seger they really really got me onto that. But uh, '90s country was really my my thing. George Strait, Garth Brooks, Brooks and Dunn. I uh, just grew up really listening to that. I picked up the guitar when I was probably uh, 14 or 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew right then and there, man, I wanted to be a 
be a country singer. So uh-huh. I actually, the first time that I ever sang out anywhere was actually in the uh, McCray Church of God. So okay. I've done a lot in uh, churches through the years, too. So. so it's one thing to pick up a guitar and play it, another thing to put yourself out there with vocals. Uh, did, did it take a while for you to develop that, or oh, how, how did all that come Yeah, on? man. Yeah, it's 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 been a... It's been a long journey, just just getting to where I am and, and figuring out who I am as an artist, and and even you know with my voice and my vocal range and just figuring out what fits me. But I look back, man, that first time that I ever did a song in front of that Church of God, I was terrified, absolutely yeah. terrified. But uh, come a long way since then, and now it really doesn't bother me as much. But it's it's been a journey. How many people you reckon were in the audience that oh, day? Oh man. Like maybe twenty or something like that. <laughs> sure. And then you go on a, a, a few years down the r- a road, and uh, uh, you have a chance to uh, do your own farm tour. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something that uh that I was fortunate enough to to start in Georgia. It was a uh, an annual uh, farm show, and uh, it it turned out man to be just a, a really really big success. Uh, I really stopped playing the bars and stuff around Georgia and started doing the farm show and, and actually renting my own theaters and hosting my own events. And the crazy thing about it is people actually showed up and bought tickets and had a good time. So that that's was, awesome. So you've developed that following organically. That's right. That's a special thing. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I've observed about you is you're really a student of the game, too. Not only do you, do you sing and play and write, but uh, also saw recently you were doing some, some behind-the-scenes uh, housework for video and... And, uh, yeah. and you've got your hands in a little bit of everything. You're doing uh, producing, and right. uh, you, you get behind the computer and the mixing board. And uh, uh, where did all that love for that stuff come from? Man, or was it out of necessity? It, well, a little bit of both, I guess. You uh-huh. know, I, I, I hate to be a broken record just saying, you know, it was a God thing, but a lot of things are. It's just a God thing, yes, sir. you know. And he uh, just opened up an opportunity when I first got to Nashville to start learning uh, the, the whole trade of, of uh engineering in the studio and, and recording and and I just really focused in on that honed my craft uh, not only in country music but doing other uh, Christian contemporary music pop music recording for other people mm-hmm. and uh, and that really grew me and uh, and that's really a vein that I'm in right now I'm actually producing my own uh, my own country record which is something I'm really excited about so production has actually been a big part of my career thus far so. uh-huh. how would you describe your style doing that is it a meticulous style or uh, OCD uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it man I'm uh, yeah I'm, I'm very meticulous uh-huh. uh, I have spent um, just hours on end every single day working on these tracks and uh my friends here in nashville they have to basically pry pry me out of the studio because uh yeah it's i'm pretty ocd when it comes to comes to my music so tell us what you've got on the horizon well we're looking hopefully for a uh, early 2020 release on this uh this album uh it was supposed to be an ep and then it's turning into a a full-length album but uh what we're probably going to do is just do like what everyone else is doing and release the singles, you know. It's a yeah. singles market now. Yeah. So we're going to just get behind those and, like I said, early 2020 and be pumping some really awesome music, and I'm excited about it. Uh-huh. What, what other cool things do you have going on here that uh, that you're into these days? Well, it's, man, my life revolves around music, that's for sure. I've actually got another artist that, uh, that we're actually in talks and we're trying to find songs, and I'm going to be producing his record. Okay. And... Uh, I hope to start that immediately after mine, and uh, I've got some other gigs with some other artists that I'll be working with, and mm-hmm. uh, 
just songwriting with with other songwriters man that's the that's the lifeblood of nashville is co-writes and uh-huh. uh just getting out and networking but uh is that a process that takes some getting used to uh, as opposed to you just sitting alone with your thoughts uh just getting in a room with somebody and and, and trying to make something happen it did for me man when i when i first come to uh to nashville when i was in georgia i'd already written an album and released it completely on my own i was a songwriter on every single track so coming to Nashville and, and getting into the, the co-writing was, it was very different, you know. And, and I, I think if you ask anybody, man, we've, we've got our people, you know, that's like the ones that we want to write with because, you know, you, you don't flow with everybody, you know, because sure. everyone's different. But, uh, but when you find that magic group of uh, a few songwriters, man, and you're just popping out songs that you feel are, are hit worthy, it's, yeah. it is an exciting thing. Uh-huh. So how important is it for you to keep the country in country and, and stay true to those roots and, and, and really tap into uh, what you experienced and lived on the farm and, and, and take that music back to uh, people who are still there? Well, for one thing, man, it's, it's number one, it's, it's definitely who I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, growing up on that farm outside of a small town, that's the life that I've lived. And I tell people all the time, you know, if you're going to write songs, you're going to perform, you're going to do music, you know, it's got to be believable. Yeah. And, it, there's nothing worse and there's nothing more uh, fake than trying to put out something in music or a song or w- whether you're writing or performing, you know, something that you haven't lived. You know, I feel like people can see through that. Yeah. So it's it's definitely important for me to, to write about my life. And uh, I know as long as I'm doing that, I know it's going to be good, genuine stuff. And um, here lately, just having this, my second move to Nashville, um, I've been missing home again. I've been here for several months now, but man, I have been missing home again. I've been writing a lot of songs about home, but you know that's uh, that makes for some good music, though. There you go. And you've been uh, h- hitting some of the uh, insider circuit here over the last few weeks. Had a chance to meet Garth Brooks and uh, <laughs> and uh, be, be around Brooks and Dunn and some of the greats, the heavyweights. What's that been like for you? Well, uh, I, everybody calls it fangirling, man. I had to control myself <laughs> when I got around Garth for the first time. Just a uh, he was just a genuine guy, man. Just yeah. one of the nicest people I think you'd ever meet. And. Uh, genuinely just engaged, you know, asking me about Georgia and where I lived. And uh, that was cool. And we, we went, we were actually at the Nashville Songwriters uh, Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. And, uh, the, well, a, yeah, the induction Indu- ceremony. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I look over to my right and there's uh, Kix Brooks and Ronnie Dunn, you know. And, you know, these are the childhood heroes. So, yeah, uh, Dwight Yoakam in there. Dwight was there. Vince Gill was there. Man, just a huge lineup of some some heavy hitters and people from, my, like, you know, the ones that influenced me to, to, yeah. to do country music. So that was that was a gem, man. And how much does that get the juices flowing to get you to push to, uh, to keep after it? You know, that's the funny thing about Nashville, man. When you feel like uh, you're hitting a wall or... Maybe the wind's not quite in your sails. Something like that happens. You run across someone that has just inspired you since the beginning, and uh, it definitely puts the wind back in there for sure. Man, well, I tell you what, it's it's blowing hard in your sails right now, and I'm excited to see where things are going for you here. Thanks, bro. Uh, and the music is lights out. Can't wait for you all to hear it here in a second. Uh, we're we're going to mic him up and uh, let you hear that. But, Rusty, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and join us. And, yeah, dude, my you're, pleasure. You're welcome back here anytime. And uh, we're going to try to work it out to uh, to where we can get him out, hopefully to uh, uh, to some of these things that we're doing around the country uh, with, with farmers and ranchers and uh, and get, get that music directly to uh to to y'all so uh without any further ado i'm gonna uh, let him get mic'd up but rusty thanks brother thanks man 
My name is Rusty Williams, and this song is called God Save the Farmer.
Take you by the hand and they lead you right back home. 
remember Granddaddy in his flatbed Ford Grandma sitting in the screened in porch Shelling peas and shucking corn And talking about Jesus An old oak tree and two carved names A letterman jacket and a high school flame The world moved at a slower pace That's the stuff that'll never leave you It's like you can't breathe and you might drown When your dreams are too big for a small town When it's time for moving on you gotta get was the music of Rusty Williams. We wish him the best of success in 2020. And speaking of 2020, it's time now to start making those pre-plant 2020 equipment purchases. Make sure you make your first stop fastline.com. Check out the equipment locator and the price comparison tool featuring the Iron Average powered by Iron Solutions. If you've subscribed to the Fastline Fast Track podcast yet, head to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio to subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. Also, make sure you like Fastline Fast Track on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, and be sure to share the episode links with your friends. Also, we want to hear from you. If you've got an idea for the show, let us know on social media. And don't forget to add our Spotify playlist to your music library to hear music from past, present, and upcoming guests of the show. Up next week, it's our first anniversary, and we'll be celebrating. We'll hear from several guests, and we'll take you to the Ernest Tubb Record Shop to hear music from one of the brightest new country acts around, Cagney Frizzell, the nephew of legendary country artists Lefty and David Frizzell. We hope you'll come back and join us and bring along a friend. You've been 
listening to Fast Line Fast Track, presented by Fast Line Media Group. To learn more about Fast Line's customer focused marketing solutions, visit FastLineMediaGroup.com and check out our brand websites FastLine.com, BigAg.com, and PinkTractor.com. If you have topic suggestions for future podcasts, drop us a line at Brent.Adams at FastLine.com. Yeah.